It's been over the past two years that AAA and other safety researchers have done a look-see into whether autonomous vehicles and the sensors that are embedded in them do a very good job after the sun goes down or in conditions, weather conditions that are inclement. And the answer has been a lot of concern that they don't. And the question is, is the LIDAR, the LIDAR sensors on AVs up to the task? Maybe we have an answer with our next guest. He is Wade Appleman, Chief Business Officer for OWL, Autonomous Imaging. And we should point out that this Mobility Makers is brought to you by Bridgestone. Getting people down the road matters, but getting generations down them, that's what really matters. Bridgestone, visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Well, let's find out if these new sensors will matter. We say hello to Wade Appleman. Hello, sir. Hey, good morning, Guy Lloyd and Jamie. How are you? It's uh, nice to be on with you this morning. We're very good. You are producing some very interesting thermal imaging sensors. Why is thermal better than some of the conventional LIDAR or radar vision systems that are already on AVs? Sure. So, so thermal imaging is a is a form of a camera. Uh, what thermal does is we uh, use a different portion of the light spectra in order to create a, a, a camera image. So where regular cameras that are on cars uh, need light, uh, they, they, they detect light coming in and, and, and they produce an image that's then used by computer vision. Thermal cameras use a wholly different spectrum of, 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 uh, of the radiated, of, of, of the, uh, the spectrum chart. We, we use radiated energy or temperature. So we look at the temperature of the scene and we get very fine granularity and we can produce an image even if there's no light. So turn off all the lights uh, and, and we can produce an image that looks uh, just like a black and white uh, photograph. Uh, and it's very, very accurate. You need, again, no light or you can shine bright lights. Imagine coming out of a tunnel where your eyes get blinded in the morning cameras get the same uh, system, same thing happening to it, where they get totally blinded. So thermal cameras can see in bright light or, or, um, or, or complete darkness. And that just complements other sensors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Wade, I was going to ask, do the thermal cameras also help uh, with the emergency brakes, the automatic emergency braking systems? Sure, sure. So a camera, a car needs all types of sensors to start, whether it's LIDAR, as you brought up, uh, cameras, radar, all those sensors are, are like the senses of your body. Uh, it depends on the scene, and you're going to use different things in order to determine, hey, should I stop? There's something in front of me. And uh, and you're right. At the beginning of your segment, you brought up that uh, lots of government agencies are starting to look at safety, and uh, and, and pedestrians uh, at night are, are uh, not being identified well by the current uh, sensor suite and not, not breaking uh, safely. And so we need to add sensors to the, to the suite, and thermal imaging is one of those sensors we believe that uh, need to be added to. Wait, I was watching videos on your website, and the camera kind of looks like a military, you know, in the night where you can see people walking by. Another thing that surprised me was you had a video of, a, like, a snowstorm, a whiteout. It works then, too. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Uh, everything has a temperature, whether it's really cold or really hot. So we're looking at relative temperatures. So thermal imaging does look like what you'd see in, in, in a military uh, use case uh, or in a movie where, where the, 
puts on a uh, uh, uses a, a camera and it and it and it sees uh, sees everything moving around. But it it uh, it does work uh, in in all the various conditions that you referred to. Well, and we should point out those images that you see are not kind of the heat blobs that we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. They're very high def, yeah. and in some cases, 3D. Does this also extend the range of the vision of, of the vehicle? Yeah, that's a great point. I'm really glad you brought up the fact that it doesn't look like that green heat blob uh, that you see uh, in, in the old movies. That was using a, a different form of uh, thermal imaging that operated at different wavelengths. Yeah, so these are very crisp, high-definition images. And and one of the challenges has been with thermal imaging is to get it cost-effective enough, you know, cost-effective enough to go into cars. Uh, you can't take something that the military would pay $5,000, $10,000, $20,000 for uh, to put on an aircraft or give to a... Well, they pay that for a hammer. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, maybe... That's probably the problem. We're going to charge uh, two less for this. We should charge a little bit more. But we should be able to get this down to a few hundred dollars, which suddenly gets it into uh, the realm where uh, vehicles will have this. Uh, this technology has been around in vehicles for a long time. They call it night vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's only been in high-end vehicles, and we think it should be coming in for something to, again, safely uh, stop a vehicle at night when a pedestrian crosses the street. Now, unfortunately, 7,000 pedestrians are killed each year in the United States because cars don't see them, uh, and uh, or people don't see them, I should not I should say, and then the cars don't stop. We have the technology. Cars should stop automatically and safely for those pedestrians. Yeah. Interesting stuff, uh, Wade. We look forward to some more demonstrations of this. We really enjoyed seeing your product at Automobile D, and we're, I mean, Nick and I were blown away by just how sharp the image is and if it extends the vision of our vehicle if our vehicle can give us earlier warnings that makes all of us safer and our pets safer our kids safer as well even the raccoons yes safer <laughs> absolutely and here are a huge problem this time of year too we see those at night you know hundreds of uh, meters away from the vehicle and and that uh, that saves an accident as well you know, there is a, a a movement underway in some municipalities and some states to do away with right turn on red because they say that drivers just aren't paying attention to pedestrians in crosswalks that have a right of way mm-hmm. when they turn right. Would sensors like yours uh, make sure that when we do mess up that we don't hurt somebody? Absolutely. You know, you think about a camera that needs light. Sometimes these crosswalks are on a dark street uh, or it's a chaotic urban environment. Uh, when a pedestrian is seen in a thermal camera, it's like they're wearing a retroreflective vest uh, because the body heat just pops. So to the camera uh, or to the vision system in a car, a thermal camera really pops living objects. So for sure, um, in a where the headlights aren't quite looking that direction just yet, illuminating the scene, the thermal camera with a wide-angle lens would be able to give the car a wider field of view and be able to see a pedestrian much, much better in, in all light conditions to basically effectively negate the automatic braking systems if it's about to hit uh, something in that cross. Really good point. That is paying attention even on those uh, occasions when we aren't. Hopefully that will be part of the discussion before we throw the baby out with the bathwater when it comes to right turn on red. Uh, Wade Appleman, we thank you so much, and uh, good luck with OWL. Hey, thanks 
folks. I appreciate the time this morning. Have a good day. You too. 643. Um, yeah, I mean, have you been in that position where you go to oh, turn yeah. right on red and all of a sudden, I mean, my wife is, sure. is my yeah. owl. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have. And then yeah, the pedestrian's to. very angry at me. And I'm like, sorry, I'm uh, so sorry. I didn't see you. Because yeah. Yeah. your tendency is to look left for oncoming traffic. Oncoming traffic, yeah. And, you know, who, who he may be, you know, because who, who, they've got the green. But, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, and you know when we when I saw this on the rundown, I thought, oh, this is just for like the future autonomous vehicles. This is for every vehicle coming forward, right? Right, uh, because almost every vehicle has it's called ADAS, A D A S, and it's the semi-autonomous mm-hmm. system. So yeah, you got to have it in all of them, just like the you know all of a sudden we have seen the backup cameras, even mm-hmm. in right econo boxes, right? Exactly, <clears throat> and that's the way it should be. I mean, I did a thing years ago about how many kids are run over in their own driveways and that you, A, should never let your child play in the driveway. Mm-hmm. Don't let them think that it's a playground. And B, there's the thing they call, which I just, is it's the bye-bye daddy thing, where you allow the child to go out into the driveway to wave bye-bye to daddy. Oh. Well, then they will run out to say bye-bye to daddy even when you're not with them and they may be getting behind the car. Oh. So it's a bad thing. To teach goodness you have bird. to think of so many things yeah. as a parent yeah yeah well i you know you cover enough of these things yeah and uh and thank goodness a lot of the blind spots behind us with those cameras now mm-hmm. means so much uh when we come back did donald trump hurt or help his case in his 250 million dollar fraud trial in new york a fraud trial that the attorney general promised to launch when she was what do you know running for office we'll check in with matthew schneider next on jr morning